What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling With My Thoughts. I am here with Kurt and Brandon. And Brandon, if you would, please go ahead and uh, let us in on this episode. Let's talk to some guys. I know y'all remember that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the damn NFL kickoff special, baby. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing something a little bit different this week. Uh, we are going to talk about some wrestling here at the, the top of the show, but the remainder of the show is going to be dedicated to talking about everything having to do with the upcoming, or I guess now, kickoff, kicks off NFL season for the year 2023. Uh, we'll probably factor in some college football talk as well. Uh, excited to do this show because, as I told the gentleman here in the pregame, honestly, probably the last... I'll go so far back as five years at least. I've somewhat checked out of of sports just because so much has changed um, or or whatever. But this right here, this show right here has probably got me back into or hyped about the NFL season. I do follow along kind of casually throughout the seasons, last previous seasons. But I think this year I'll be a little bit more involved just in case we decide to visit this again. So I can have an educated opinion about some things. Um, Kurt, how was your week, man? It was good. It was short and long. If that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What about you, Brandon? How was your week? The exact same. (laughs) Short and long. (laughs) Same day. I I think the three of us are on the same page with that because I said in the pregame, for this to be a only a four day work week, it just it crawled by at a snail's pace, and I hated it. And my whole week was thrown off all week because Tuesday morning I woke up thinking it was Monday because I had to go to work, and then it just it was like that the whole week. And Friday I got up, I was just like, finally, finally, maybe today will go by quick, and it didn't. So, but we're here now. Uh, Gentlemen, did, did either of you get a chance to, or or not have the chance, but did you watch the uh the pay-per-views? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. I um last weekend was was packed full of wrestling. Um we had WWE Payback and AEW All Out. Payback was on Saturday, uh, All Out was on Sunday. Uh we're just gonna run through the the uh match results here. Real quick, and um, you know, give our opinions or whatever, what we thought of the show, uh, things of that nature, and then we'll get into some foosball talk. All right, for WWE Payback, that was on Saturday. Uh, first up was Seth freaking Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Rollins wins to retain his world heavyweight title. Uh, Rhea Ripley, in the second match, Rhea Ripley defeated Raquel Rodriguez to retain her women's world title. Then we had a Grayson Waller effect 
which is an extremely annoying segment on uh, on these shows. Uh, Cody Rhodes announced that Jey Uso was the newest member of the Raw roster, and I think it's going to be interesting to see Jey Uso, um, well, and Jimmy for that matter, over on SmackDown as singles wrestlers. See how that goes. Uh, next up, we had Judgment Day, uh, consisting of uh, Priest and Ballard. They defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win the undisputed tag titles, bringing more gold to the collective Judgment Day. Uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Austin Theory to retain the U.S. title. L.A. Knight defeated The Miz. John Cena was the special referee. And in the main event, Becky Lynch defeated Trish Stratus in a steel cage match, uh, which saw some friction between Zoe Starks and Trish Stratus there at the end. Um, Kurt, what did you think about Payback overall? I thought it was okay, and I was really surprised that Red Mysterio won against Austin Theory. I agree. 100% agree. Um, and the turn, the, the heel turn, it didn't come that we thought was going to happen, so that was very surprising as well. Agreed. Agreed. Um, for me, the, the show overall was decent. Um, there wasn't a, a bad match on the show, but there wasn't anything that really stood out either. I tell you what I am getting tired of, or let me, let me word that a different way. What I what I don't like about uh, pay-per-views now, or as WWE calls them, premium live events, it's just a glorified episode of a regular wrestling show. They have commercials. They have these, like the Grayson Waller effects. Um, I wish they would get back to the feel of a special event. They, they just don't feel special anymore. Um for me, I was surprised at how good the Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus match was. It wasn't great, but it was much better than I thought it was going to be in a cage. So I did like that. Uh, Brandon, what did you think about this show overall? Um, um, I'm, I'm with y'all. I mean, overall, the show was decent. And, um, like I told y'all earlier, <clears throat> that show was better than what I thought it was going to be, considering that it seemed like, I don't want to say it was like thrown together, but it's like it just came out of nowhere. So, um, but yeah, it was pretty. It, it was it was a pretty decent show. I was you know I, I was entertained and uh, I really enjoyed that cage match. I watched that cage match about three times. <laughs> That's how much yeah, I enjoyed it. The cage it. match was was much yeah. better than I thought it really was going to be. Really good. That's probably one of the and it's not. I'm, we're not picking from a. It's not a whole lot of women's cage matches, but by far that was one of the best ones I've ever seen. Both you know both you know, both of those girls they 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 really did their thing yeah. and um. I, kudos to them. They really did their thing. Um, the ending with the, you know, Zoe Stark, well, Trish, you know, slapping Zoe, uh, uh, Zoe Stark and Zoe Stark, you know, pretty much going off on her own now or whatever. I thought that was pretty well done. And um, I was also surprised about the lack of a heel turn with Rey Mysterio and him retaining that belt as well. Um, but other than that, I thought the overall the show was pretty decent. Yeah, I just I just knew that wow. Escobar was going to turn on on Mysterio at the, in that match, but no. I kind of when they all came out together with those new shirts that they had and all that, and I was just like, yeah, that yeah, heel turn is not happening. <laughs> all right, so on Sunday uh, we had AEW All Out. This is the second pay per view in seven days for uh, for AEW. Uh, in the first match on the main card, MJF and Adam Cole defeated Alex Reynolds and John Silver to retain the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. 
In the second match, Samoa Joe took on Shane Taylor and retained his Ring of Honor title with the win. Next up was Luchasaurus defeating Darby Allin to retain the TNT title. Miro defeated Powerhouse Hobbs. Chris Statlander defeated Ruby Soho to retain the TBS title. Brian Danielson, a returning Brian Danielson, defeated Ricky Starks in a leather strap match. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta defeated Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Uh, Takeshita defeated Kenny Omega. Bullet Club Gold defeated FTR and the Young Bucks. And in the main event, John Moxley defeated Orange Cassidy to win the international title. Um, I thought this show was extremely boring. Um, and that's, that's no slight to the talent involved, but it was just a, a lackluster pay-per-view. It, it wasn't very good in my opinion. Um, there was no best match on the card. So, uh, and Shane Taylor has, have either of you guys ever heard of Shane Taylor? Yes. Okay. I've heard him ring on overhyped. Yeah. I never over-hyped. even heard of him. Cause when I saw the, when I saw the match and I apologize, Mr. Taylor, but I said, who? Yeah. I think they had something like when he was in ring of honor, like the Shane Taylor corporation or something like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was terrible. The whole, the whole car was terrible. <laughs> well, Brandon, what did you think about the show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the the overall feel of the show, with the exception of Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer actually gave a five star rating to some match in this show. I don't know which one it was, but he gave a five star rating to a match on this show. Somebody need to check Dave into a mental hospital. Yeah, it's just, if he gave a five to anything on that card, yeah, he is. Uh, and I don't know if you guys heard the latest episode of. Um, I cannot remember. I want to say it was 83 weeks, but I can't remember right now. But Conrad reported that someone, he wouldn't name the name, but he said someone told him that I hope you will let the world know what a liar Dave Meltzer is. And that was, it was in, uh, in response to the shit going on with CM Punk. But, uh, so yeah, somebody with within the industry had had said to Conrad that he hopes he lets the world know what a liar Dave Meltzer is. So yeah, I think it was either on eight three weeks or Jeff Jarrett uh, podcast, but I heard the same thing. It 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 shocked me that Conrad even even said that on the air uh, because you know Conrad, uh, no disrespect to him, but Conrad tries to walk the line and not piss off anybody. Uh, because obviously that would hurt some of his relationships with within the wrestling business to do these shows that he does. But uh, but yeah, uh, AEW All Out was all out of everything, uh, all out of entertainment, all out of excitement, all out of good matches. Um, <laughs> but it just wasn't a very good show. Um, so well, speaking of, on the predictions, you only got one wrong, right? For um, All Out. Damn. Yeah, you got everything hmm. right but one. Well, damn. I ain't going to tell her how I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, for, I forgot to even – this show was so bad. I didn't even go back and look at the predictions. So let me get. So let me give you all a breakdown. Okay. So for payback, all of us picked four and missed two. 
Ron only missed one out of the, um, the all out uh, show. Brandon, you got four right, four wrong, and I missed Dang. two. Damn. Dang. I went 500. Yeah, 500. <laughs> oh, man. So, fellas, were y'all ready for some football? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, get it. Man. Always ready for that. Yeah, man. I um, <clears throat> when, when we started talking about doing a show on football, um, I got really excited. <laughs> um, probably overly excited, but just like I said, I haven't really paid super close attention over the past several seasons. Uh and I don't really have a good reason. I just, some things have changed, not so much with football. The rules that have been changed within football, for the most part, haven't really bothered me. But uh, I just haven't followed sports overall as closely as I used to. So, um, with that being said, let's talk about a little bit of football, shall we? Uh, the NFL season kicked off this week with an upset, I think. Um, well... <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to that uh, upset. Um, the uh, Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think a whole lot of people saw that coming. Um, it wasn't like they beat the brakes off of them. It was a it was a close game, but uh, even still, Detroit wins over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Brandon, who did you think was going to win that game going into it? I had a funny feeling. That Detroit Lions was going to win that game. Okay. I just had a funny feeling whether Travis Kelsey played or not. <clears throat> I just had a funny feeling. I said, I think, because I, I think that Detroit Lions is on to something, especially how they ended the season last year. And it's like they still, because most of that team is still together. So it's like they still on that same wave that they was on in the last year. They went into Green Bay and beat Green Bay in Green Bay. And, um, yeah, man, I just had a funny feeling. I said, I think I think Detroit going to win it tonight. but And they did. So, you know, it was that was um, it was really it was a good game. I made it all the way to about halfway through the fourth quarter, and you know, I finally passed out. I <laughs> got up, got up the next morning and watched the end of it, and I was like, "Wow, this, I, this they they got something." I'll say this: you made it far farther than me. Um, I read online the next morning uh, who won. I didn't I didn't go back and watch anything, but yeah, you made it farther than I did. Uh, yeah. Kurt, did, did this win surprise you by the Lions? Not at all. The Lions finished real strong last year. And there was a reason the NFL put them on the first game of the season with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Um, and I was not surprised they won at all. And I watched the whole game because when you have players on fantasy, it tends to make you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, make, yeah. it tends to make you be boring gay. So I watched the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and even though I, I haven't played, uh, I, you know, just to let, let the listeners know out there, <clears throat> I retired. I retired as champion. I went out on top. Um, but uh, I haven't. I haven't played fantasy football since before the pandemic. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right, man. When you got players in games on your fantasy football uh, squad, you you pay attention to the games, yep. and that was part of the fun of doing it. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll get back into it next season or something. But I just didn't feel like doing it this season. Um, but, yeah, I, I am definitely looking forward to the NFL season. Um, we'll get into personal, like, teams and stuff like that here in a, in a minute. But I want to run down the uh, the Super Bowl odds, according to ESPN. And at the top of the heap uh, is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're sitting at, <laughs> at a plus 600. Uh, next 
are the Philadelphia Eagles at a plus 750, the 49ers at a plus 900, Buffalo Bills at 900, the Bengals at 1,000, <clears throat> the, the, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> at 1,500, New York Jets at 1,600, Baltimore Ravens at 2,000, Detroit Lions at 2,200, Miami Dolphins at 2,500, Jacksonville at 2,500, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at 2,500, the Cleveland Browns coming in at 3,500, New Orleans Saints at 3,500, Seattle Seahawks at 3,500, the Denver Broncos at 4,000, uh, Minnesota Vikings at 4,000, New York Giants at 4,000, Las Vegas Raiders. It's still weird saying the Las Vegas Raiders. I still call them the Oakland Raiders. It's it's crazy, man. Uh, at 4,500, the Green Bay Packers at 5,000, Chicago Bears at 5,000, New England Patriots at 6,000, Pittsburgh Steelers at 6,000, the Atlanta Falcons at 7,000. You mean to tell me that the Cleveland Browns have a better shot at making the Super Bowl than us? Uh, the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, the damn Las Vegas Vegas. <laughs> you mean to tell me all them fucking teams got better odds than us? It would seem that way, according to ESPN. Even the damn Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas fucking Cowboys. <laughs> who, ain't been, who ain't sniffed the Super Bowl in almost 30 years. Ain't sniffed one. Ain't been to a championship game or nothing. They got better odds than us? In, in case y'all might not have realized, Brandon's a Falcons fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Carolina. But even then, but I know, but see, this thing no wrong. And I'll let you finish. Mm-hmm. But I know when we absolutely suck. This year, we don't absolutely suck. No, but listen, Brandon, you want to know why they have better odds, and you can't, and you won't disagree with what I'm about to say. Yeah, they have a Cleveland has a proven quarterback. He's better than Atlanta quarterback. Okay. Dak is yeah. better than Atlanta quarterback. Yeah, I won't say the Green Bay quarterback is better because he's I mean, he's not proven, but he has I think more um, a higher floor. So I think that's why those teams have a better odds than the Atlanta Falcons do. Okay, the first two teams I can agree with. I can agree with, and I, and I understand it because part of that was trash talk, right? So I understand it. But Green, I'm like Green Bay. Come on, man. Only because Green Bay, their defense is decent. They have a good, you know, run running backs. They wide receivers are okay. But like I say, the quarterback iffy, and we'll see how it goes. But I think that's the only reason. Okay. I think Atlanta have a decent year this year, but. No Super Bowl, they're not going to Super Bowl. No, I ain't saying they're going to Super Bowl at all. I'm just looking at the odds. I'm like, come on, man. It's certain teams. It's certain teams, and I'm just like, man, like, we should all be hanging around together. That's all I'm saying. It's all about the quarterback play. That's all. Yeah. And I and I and I get it. Ritter only got four stars on this belt. Yeah, I get it. Carolina Panthers coming in at seven thousand. Okay, that makes me happy. The, <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams at seven thousand. Tampa Bay Buccaneers eight thousand. That makes me uh, Washington Commanders at eight thousand, Tennessee Titans at ten thousand, Indianapolis Colts at twelve thousand five hundred, Arizona Cardinals at twenty thousand, Houston Texans Damn. at twenty thousand. <laughs> so yeah, folks, if you bet on either uh, the Texans or the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl, you can win a lot of money. <laughs> because if they do it. You're going to be paid. Oh, man. I, I'm not surprised. As far as my team goes, uh, Denver Broncos, I'm not surprised where they sit on on that list. 
Um, I actually thought they would be a little bit lower. Um, we've got a new new coach this year, Sean Payton. Thank goodness. Um, and hopefully, Russ will return to Russ and not be Rusty as Man, he was last year. Shout out, Sean. How you doing? We have a, we have a listener on. How you doing, iDoc Five? I think I said that right. Yes, thank uh, thank you for for joining the show. Uh, they're a Panthers fan, and they don't think it will be pretty. Um, <laughs> we'll see you on Sunday. But we'll see you on Sunday, buddy. Oh yeah, that's but, right. Um, Y'all open with them at home too, right? Yeah. yeah. So, right. but what I was about to, but what I was about to say was, shout out to Sean Payton for lighting firecrackers under Russell Wilson's ass, and let's see <laughs> what comes out of it. Because I, 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 I kind of feel like. Russell Wilson just need somebody just to challenge him. I think that's what he need. He needs somebody yeah. to challenge him. And well, I, I think he, he, he's got somebody. Right. It's a reason why a lot of guys, like, you know, call him. A lot, of, a lot of us guys just kind of talk shit about him or whatever because he don't really have – he's a great – he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's potentially a Hall of Fame quarterback in, in his career, however way that goes. But at the same time, like, he doesn't have – Besides him using his legs like he Fran Tarkenton or somebody, he don't really have that. Um, that oh, kids, if you don't know who Fran Tarkenton is, Google that guy. <laughs> Godfather of scrambling quarterbacks. He's a white guy, but um, hey, we can scramble too, damn it. <laughs> one of the best I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, look, it ain't too many. It, I'm no offense, it ain't too many. Yet, but you. Fran targeted to Steve, Steve Young, man. Hey, man. Look, Fran targeted to Steve Young as the two of the best, two of the best of all, two of the best and absolute toughest quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. But but Damn then, right. but then on that the opposite funny. end of the spectrum, you had Peyton Manning, who ran about you know maybe .5 miles per hour, mm-hmm. and the, and and the and them faked out defenses on the touchdown run twice. <laughs> right. Y'all remember that one against y'all remember that one against the Cowboys with Uh oh. <laughs> my favorite one. He had that one against the Cowboys and they put up like fifty in the game. And then he just next thing all I know is the camera went one way, Peyton Manning, and he was running in slow motion. <laughs> he scored that thing. It went nobody around. And yes. I still feel like man, can't none of y'all can none of y'all break contain and just get on around the corner and stop him. Because Peyton was running slow as hell. Peyton's gonna give you plenty of time to catch you up with you know, you know, you know Peyton man, you know, you know, Peyton man head big as hell, so he's just bobbing all the way down to the corner of the end zone and shit. That was oh, funny. Man. Anyway, but yeah, man, yeah, like, go ahead. What you were saying. Yeah. But nah, but nah, but nah. I think that um, <laughs> I think that Rusters need somebody to just put their foot up his ass and get some, just get get put, just give him a little bit of a. He just need a little bit of an edge. Yeah, that's yeah. all he need. That's all he need because everything else, you know, everything else. He's just been an exemplary. He's been an exemplar quarterback, but it's just he's, he's just lacking that that, that 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 killer instinct that he need or whatever. And the team see that too. So, you know, man. So. Hey, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, you know, hopefully, John Payton, you know, make that man a backbone or something. That's all he need. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, because I I don't. I, I, this may sound funny. I know uh, every every fan wants their team to win the Super Bowl. I, I realize that, but I I have no like delusions that we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. If we do, great. That's awesome. I don't think we will. I just hate being at the bottom of the fucking AFC West. Um, especially when the Raiders are above us. Um, I hate it. Damn. 
But uh, I have an idea I want to do next week if we can. Next yeah. week, if we can look at the uh, every division next week, and then we pick on th- who we think going to win the division next week. Okay, okay. We'll make that a part of the show for next week. Uh, let's take a look at the power rankings from NFL.com, and I'm going to start from the bottom and, and work our way up. So let me scroll. Are you using oh, ESPN? Yeah, wow. Say what? Are you using ESPN? Uh, no, I'm, I'm using uh, NFL.com. Okay. We know we're at the bottom. So while you're doing that, I'm going to pull up ESPN to see what they're doing. Okay. See how they, yeah, we'll compare with how they mind. Yeah, we, right. all, we, know, we know exactly who's at the bottom. All right. Let me know when oh, you're ready. Who's at the bottom? Um, at the bottom? Coming in at number 32, Arizona Cardinals. Is that what you had, Brandon? Yep. Okay. All right. Coming in at number 31, the Houston Texans. What's uh, what's ESPN got? Hold on one minute. My computer moves slow right now. So once again, people, if you want to win some money, um, you know, put your put your eyes on the you Texans know. and the Cardinals. <laughs> if the Texans or the Cardinals make it to if they make it out of purgatory this year, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> they say what what NFL.com says here, what would represent a successful season for rookie quarterback CJ Stroud? Um never mind, that don't make sense. Never mind. I was reading the wrong thing. Oops. So they yeah, so that's they have signed thing wrong. All right. Then at number thirty, the Los Angeles Rams. So NFL got Tampa Bay. Damn. I mean, ESPN got Tampa Bay. Okay. Damn. All right. Mm-hmm. And number 29, NFL.com has the Indianapolis Colts. It's the same thing. ESPN has the same thing. All right. And number 28, NFL.com has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have the Tennessee Titans. All right. And NFL.com at number 27 has the Las Vegas Raiders. Chicago Bears. NFL.com, 26 has Chicago Bears. 26 is Atlanta Falcons. All right. NFL.com at the 25 spot is the Carolina Panthers. Los Angeles Rams. All right. Coming in at the 24 spot, the New England Patriots. Washington Commanders. That's weird hearing that. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is it so is. weird. You done sat and watched the team win for 20 years. They should have just left it as a Washington football team. That was a good name to me. I liked it, too. I don't, yeah. yeah. I really did. That was, it's, it's original. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it, too. It's as odd as that may sound to people. But, yeah. um, and they could have they kept, kept the old school uniforms and everything. They just had to take the R off. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. They could have kept it the way it was. So, um, the NFL.com 23 spot goes to the Washington Commanders. Denver Broncos. Yay. No. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, NFL.com, the 22 spot goes to the Tennessee Titans. Carolina Panthers. All right. The 21 spot for NFL.com goes to the Green Bay Packers. ESPN has New Orleans Saints at 21. Okay. Uh, NFL.com at the 20 spot has the Denver Broncos. ESPN has Green Bay Packers. All right. 
And as we enter into the, uh, the teens at 19, the New York Giants. ESPN has the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, wow. Uh, NFL.com at uh, number 18 has the Cleveland Browns. ESPN has the same, Cleveland Browns. All right. I think that's about right. NFL.com at number 17. Brandon, you will be happy to know NFL.com has your Atlanta Falcons at 17. Goddamn right. ESPN <laughs> has New York Giants at uh, 17. Well, I like the Giants at 17. All right. Now, now, Brandon, this will probably piss you off. Uh, okay. NFL.com has at the 16th spot the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they have the ESPN has the New England Patriots. Wow. All right. And number 15, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, ESPN has the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Speaking of Pittsburgh Steelers, the NFL.com has them at 14. ESPN has Minnesota Vikings at 14. Coming in at the 13th spot is the Seattle Seahawks. ESPN has the Detroit Lions. NFL.com has at the 12th spot the Los Angeles Chargers. 12th spot on ESPN is the New York Jets. Hmm. NFL.com has the Detroit Lions at 11. Seattle Seahawks at 11. Yeah, the Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Okay. All right. Shout out to Gino. Coming in. To the uh, the top ten here, <coughs> NFL.com has the New York Jets at number ten. The ESPN has the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. Speaking of them, the NFL.com has them at number nine. <coughs> ESPN has the Los Angeles Chargers at number nine. All right. NFL.com has the Miami Dolphins at the eight spot. ESPN has Baltimore Ravens at number eight. NFL.com has the Baltimore Ravens at number seven. ESPN has Dallas Cowboys at number seven. Yeah. NFL.com has the Dallas Cowboys at number six. How about the Cowboys? ESPN has Miami Dolphins at number six. All right. Coming into the top five. Uh, at the five spot are the Cincinnati Bengals, according to NFL.com. Number five for ESPN on the San Francisco 49. All right. Uh, on NFL.com, the 49ers are sitting good at the four spot. ESPN has the Buffalo Bills at, at number four. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> All right. Buffalo Bills are in the number three spot. Philadelphia Eagles at number three. All right. NFL.com has the Eagles at the two spot. United <clears throat> Bengals at number two. And sitting atop exactly. everybody are the defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs, at number one. That's uh, ESPN has Kansas City at number one. And that's going to change. <laughs> Think so? That's going to change. At this time next week, it's going to be a new number one team. And, man, as I was going through those power rankings, kind of glancing at what's written here, I hate seeing Von Miller not mentioned with the Buffalo – or not mentioned with the, the Broncos. That's their fault. I don't disagree. Don't get me wrong. I don't disagree. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's out for the first four weeks of the season. Damn. You know what, though? I think the, the sad thing is, I think that's what happened to the Buffalo Bills last year when Ron Miller went down. It was like that whole team just went right along with them. So, yeah. 
it was a big difference versus with him being on the field versus him not being on the field because I had them as my Super Bowl pick last year. Who? Uh, Buffalo Bills. I had them as my Super Bowl pick last year. And it was looking good for a while until, you know, you know what happened. So I just don't believe in their quarterback. Really? No, I don't. Hmm. Interesting. Why not? It's like when big games come, it's like he disappeared. Oh, you saying he got the uh, the James Harden effect? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's what I called it, James Harden effect. Every time when the big, when they time to put up, and shut up. Damn, that James Harden just disappeared. He can he can pull in the big paycheck, but can't he can pull in the big paycheck. He can pull in the big paycheck. And I'm gonna tell you something. I think right now, I think the New York Jets are gonna be the biggest bust. The other season, all this right, cool hype they're doing, I don't believe in any of that. I think they're gonna, they're gonna be the 2010 Philadelphia Eagles. That's that's what I think about this thing. <laughs> the damn dream team. Yeah, that's you what just, I think oh, about the Jets right now. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think people are are uh, giving. I don't want to say too much credit, but yeah, too much credit to uh, Aaron Rodgers going there. Like that's gonna fix it. So can, can 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 we speak on that for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I think Aaron Rodgers is the most overrated quarterback ever. He's really? won that's one. A, that's a big Super Bowl, statement. Super Bowl one time. Wow. What has? But everybody talking about Hall of Fame. What has he fucking done? He won one Super Bowl. One. That's all it takes is one. <laughs> no, fuck that, man. Not to be. No, you got quarterbacks that didn't win. That's the criteria. That's no, 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 no. You got quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame right now that have not won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino was one of them. He was I, didn't, listen, I didn't. I didn't say he didn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I said with saying that he won the greatest ever. Did, I think he's just overrated. No, I think yeah. he's. I, I, I think. I think that he's in the top ten. I wouldn't yeah, put him in I my top disagree. three. I, I don't think that he's in the top but just like greatest ever. He, he won one Super Bowl. All right. One. Okay. Let's look at his career stats. Uh, career stats. His completion percentage for his career is 65.3. He's got 59,055 yards. Uh, let's see. Touchdowns. He's got a total of 475. Interceptions, 105. And a career. Match. A career. How hard it is to do. He got one Super Bowl. And a career quarterback oh, rating of 103.6. So, yeah, so how many Super Bowls he's supposed to win to be considered? He's supposed to have more than one. He's supposed nah. to have more than one. The well, he, can, get, he him, can still get more than one. He's still playing, ain't he? I'm saying, you let, and I blame the coach for them losing to Tampa Bay. I, I think that was all coaching right there. Yeah. But he's, just, he's disappeared in big games as well. I just, you know, he needed, he should have more than one Super Bowl. Well, I'm going to get it like this then. I don't know if you put Dan Marino in the class of one of the greatest of all Dan, time. Dan never had the, the talent around him that Aaron Rodgers had. Never. True. But Steve, so I, I'm not Dan even ain't got one. Dan don't category. have one. So, Dan never had they, Dan, they Dan, missed, Dan, Dan had to throw playoffs. Dan, had, Dan had to throw every, every game, every time. He had he never had a running game. Never. Well, never had a defense. Never. Nah, man, you know what? To be honest with you, if we didn't, um, <clears throat> to be honest with you, if we didn't have to, if, if folks ain't had to deal with the New England Patriots all them years, there's a whole bunch of teams that could have had more than one Super Bowl. My opinion. 
That's it. That's like with Michael Jordan won the round. Same thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta, but you gotta play. I, 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 I think Aaron Rodgers should, I think Aaron Rodgers should be up there. I don't, I don't think he's, he's, I don't think he's, he, he, he at least top 10. I think he's, I, yeah, I don't disagree. He's top, top 10 of but all just, time. Like, just saying the greatest quarterback, like Stephen A. saying the greatest quarterback ever. No, you missed No, 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 no. no, no. no. He's Steven, Steven A. He's not crazy. number one. Yeah, he's so, not number one. Absolutely. Like, you, 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 you missed with me, miss me with that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, I wouldn't put, Eli, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers in my top three. But he's definitely of all time. Yeah, of all time. I would, I would. Eli has two championships. Peyton Manning has two. We already know how many times Brady got. Ben got two. All your peers have two. You only got one. And you had a lot better teams than they did. He should have had two. He should have had. That's what I'm saying. Definitely should have had two. His game, he just disappeared in. I'm like, what happened? Maybe them games when them defenses disappeared too. (laughs) They all disappeared. They all disappeared. So, that's why I'm like, you can't totally. This is the this 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 thing this this thing about quarterback. It's on the only thing about quarterback. I would never want to. This is why I would never want to be a quarterback. But that ain't gonna happen. But I would never want to be a quarterback because when the team loses, it's all your fault. But so I'm glad you said that. I think he's overrated as being considered one of the greatest ever, and I think he's a bad leader. I think he's a bad leader. Hmm. I think he's a bad leader. Just the shit he was saying earlier when they had the hard knocks, if you keep dropping balls, I'm not going to throw it to you. Shit like that. That's not going to boost my confidence if you tell me that. <laughs> the shit I wouldn't throw you the goddamn ball either. The but fuck you got to as a leader say, hey, man, you dropping passes, you should catch. But don't blast me in front of everybody. That's man. not what leaders do. Boy, go holler at Dan Marino and Dan Fouse. Well, that's probably why Dan Fouse ain't winning either. But, that, but, that's, that's, old, but that, that's old school. But that's not a good leader either, man. You got to coach them up. You got to coach your people up. You got coaches for that. He ain't supposed to be the coach. He's supposed to be out there throwing balls. He's got to catch it. I disagree disagree with that, Brandon. I definitely think that. He's a leader of the team. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the leader. The coach ain't on the goddamn field. He's on the field. Well, okay. Yeah. And that's not what you you have. You have a point there. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do, like fire up. But that's. But so. You you like everybody's different, so you like fires on each individual differently. But you never call people out in front of everybody. Never. That's not how you do. So so let me ask this, Brandon. You said you had uh, Aaron Rodgers at number three all time. No 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 no. I said he's not even in my top. Oh my my. Okay, because I I was about to question why. <laughs> okay. yeah, I definitely like, so I, I definitely think he's top ten. I never take away you know. His, his ability and what he's done on the field. I'll never do that. I just don't think he's the greatest ever, and I don't think he's a good leader. I don't. Yeah, I don't I don't see how in the hell anybody could say, no no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers, but I don't see how the hell anybody could say greatest ever. No. Um, Stephen A. said all the goddamn nah, time. Nah, Stephen A. just love him. And, and even, ever. Even, even when he was with Jordan Love came in and he said, it's not my job to teach him or take him under my wing. What kind of shit is that to say? You're a better quarterback, and you just say that out loud in public. Not only think it's okay. Not only that, he knows how that feels. Yeah, because Brett Favre did that. The same that 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 fuck ass Brett Favre said the same thing about him. (laughs) That's why I'm like, 
But you know what though? So you know what though? Like, maybe maybe, maybe like Aaron's that. like I understand where Brent was coming from. But and that's why you don't do it to the next person. If you had you had it done, you don't do it to somebody else because you know how we feel. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. And you see, that takes away all your greatness. That statement right there and how you carry yourself take away take away from your greatness. Because good leaders do not do that. They don't do that. Yeah, hmm. I definitely I definitely think that that good leaders are what when um I'm prime example of a good leader. When Alabama was playing Georgia and Jalen Hurts was sucking ass, and they pulled him and put Tua in, and he went over and, and was supporting Tua that whole game, that's what great leaders do. Yeah. That's why Jalen Hurts is win. And that's why Jalen Hurts is in the position he's in now, because he knows yeah. how to be a good leader, and people are going to follow him. Yeah. That's why he's going to win. That's why he's going to win. But Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it's like, but I, I... You can't dispute Aaron, it, Brandon. You can't uh, dispute it. I just, you know what? I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in my own, in my own crazy way, I, I understand Aaron just a little bit. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But then, but there, but there are points. There are points to your credit. There are points that you have made that I do agree with. That really isn't being a good leader. But then again, everybody not everybody not born to be no leader. Not like that in the traditional way. Everybody ain't born. Everybody ain't, true, but 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 see, this ain't good like that. But but this is the thing, Brandon. When and when you in the NFL and you the quarterback, you are considered the leader. So whether you want to be or not, you are the leader, and yeah. you got to embrace that. Because you had the ball in your hand more than anybody else, so it's all good or bad. It's all on you. Well, that's I don't shit. I don't think that's why he ain't got two Super Bowls. At least he got one. Now, if he didn't have one, then he wouldn't be in my top ten. At least he got one. It was on the verge of getting a second one. Yeah, well, you know, I can't say shit. Um, my quarterback sucked. Because then they get so. the Green Bay got the they got the two. Did they get the they get the one Super Bowl or two? They only got the one, didn't they? Yeah, they been in the championship game a bunch of times. Yeah, one of them gets us. <laughs> close out that George Dome style, but um, yeah, it was a couple. It was, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Shit. Look, look it up. What? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Sound like one more old couple. Look it up. Man. Nah, but nah. I, I, to not. Aaron Rodgers is not the greatest quarterback of all time. By no means. But he's definitely in my top 10. And old school or not, there are quarterbacks that we consider the greatest of all time that have two people out on that sideline in front of everybody way worse than he did. Okay. I'll and so. Oh, go ahead. I, I told, so, I, so, at the end of the day, however. Like I said, everybody not built the same. So it's like, however way you feel like you got to motivate certain players or whatever, you got to do what you got to do. Because if they start, if you say, I'm not going to throw the ball to you, but they end up catching everything, he must he did something right. And so for him to win, it's not, all, it's not all on the quarterback to win everything. Football is a team sport, so everybody got to do their part. At the end they, of do. The they do. Everybody got to do their part. And that's why I don't like when – you know, being that's why I said I've never want to be a quarterback because when the team lose with your defense, Matt Ryan is a prime example. I hate to bring this up. But Matt Ryan is a prime example. And our defense been trash for the last ten years. But he gets blamed for everything. And I'm like, do y'all not watch when the defense is on the field and they can't stop a goddamn cold? They can't stop a cold before a cold happened. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They can't. So you mean to tell me you want this dude to go and throw his way out of everything? 
Even when yeah, the defense bad. don't stop nobody because he can score forty five in the um other team because defense can't stop nobody, they're gonna score forty eight. But even when they had bad offensive line, you can't blame him. The only thing I ever blamed Matt Ryan for was not um changing the play in that Super Bowl and beat Terry Shanahan. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, you lost your goddamn mind. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Not doing that. Absolutely, I went. I, 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 I would have. It's the fuck. It's the Super Bowl and, number. And like, what the hell are you gonna do to me? I'm going thing home. Is, <laughs> as a veteran quarterback, he used to just turn the ball over too many times. Like, dude, you've been in the league too many times, too long. To be throwing passes like that when ain't nobody open. Man, I used I used to tell people all the time uh, when when Matt Ryan first started getting like heavy heavy criticism here in Atlanta. Fuck it, send him to Denver. I'll take him gladly. He's not a bad quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I think it it falls or it comes down to he's the quarterback, so he takes the the brunt of the blame. Yeah. Because he's the de facto leader of the team. Um, and then also, he came into a team where we was fresh off that Michael Vick thing ever since he got here. Besides maybe that first season, but ever since he got here, he's been compared to Michael Vick because Michael Vick pretty much put the Falcons back on the map. And he's beloved, even still in this town to this day, he's still beloved. There are people still like, we need Michael Vick. Michael Vick is a 50-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit's crazy. He's not playing anymore. They need to bring you know Mike Vick back. They need to bring Mike Vick back. He can't play anymore. He's done. He's retired. It's over yeah, with. It's over. So, it, I'm like, look, whether anybody wants, to, anybody wants to accept it or not, Matt Ryan is the best quarterback we have ever had. We only got two playoff appearances out of Michael Vick while he was here. And admittedly, it was his fault because he the one that said, I didn't go in and take the timeout to do the work that I needed to do to make sure to put my team in the best position to win. I was just going straight off of pure talent. Cause yep. I felt like I could, I was Superman and I was, I could do whatever it was I wanted and to his credit. He made a lot of plays, a lot of iconic plays or whatever, but he didn't win us a lot of games. It didn't. And a lot of people yeah. don't, and a lot of people, we had what we had a great team behind. If we would have kept that team together and all that shit didn't go down, we should have got a Super Bowl out of that. Hey, Tulian, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, hey, what's up, man? But no, nah, we definitely should have. We should have gotten a Super Bowl out of that. We almost made it back in 04 or whatever. So, I mean, the, the see what Michael, Michael Vick put us on the map. Yes, he did. And he's pretty much, he looked like every kid walking around Atlanta at the time or whatever, right? Yeah. But statistically, in uh, my numbers, Matt Ryan is the best we have ever had. We have never been more consistent. We have never had more consistent winning seasons and winning teams before. Or even since, and he ain't been gone long. But just you got just just look at the whole grand scheme of things or whatever. Now I'm not I'm not this biggest fan or anything like that. But I got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. How many quarterbacks can say they've gotten us to a Super Bowl? Ain't but two of them. Michael Vick, not one of them. All right. Now, going going back to to Aaron Rodgers, I didn't realize he had four NFL MVPs. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I knew he had one. And he got with five. Yeah. That's I didn't realize that. Yeah, four of them. I knew he, was, I knew he, he had two. I didn't. I was just shocked at four. Yeah. One of them. One of them. I think one year he won. I was like, they should have gave that to Derrick Henry. I think that was that year Derrick Henry rushed for two thousand yards. And I don't like how they do the MVP either. I'm like, they give it all. I mean, I understand quarterback does a lot, but I'm like, sometimes, man, y'all kind of, you know, Aaron got. I think at that time he had three. He don't need no more. We know he's great. Okay, so 
get it. I think I think I think I think, that, I, I think the NFL needs to start showing a little bit more love to the running backs as well. Honestly. Well, I mean, we're, but we're, no we're, in a, we're in the era of... You see the name of my um, fantasy team. So what? You saw the name of my fantasy football team. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the name? Coalition of the Concerned Running Backs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that at work yesterday. I just hollered. I was like, you know what? <laughs> and uh, Kurt, in the in the league that we used to be in, um, me and the the owner of the league, well, owner of the league, commissioner of the league, uh, had an ongoing uh, thing trying to have the most, the funniest name or the most obscure names. Um, and I had a team called My Name Is Mayo. Or something what? like that. Yeah, I had I had uh, I had multiple scorgasms one year. Oh, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kurt, you remember the dude in, in our league that had the team name the Jam Trannies? <laughs> I don't remember that. That was way way back. Oh man, yeah. Somebody got into his into his account and called his team the Jam Trannies. That's a Wow. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but speaking of fantasy football, let's take a look at, at some of this. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, fantasy football rankings. I won't go through every number, but go through quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, kicker, and defense and special teams. Let's look at the top, let's say top five quarterbacks or top ten quarterbacks. Okay, at number 10, they got Dak Prescott. Number nine, they have Deshaun Watson. Number eight, Trevor Lawrence. Number seven, Justin Abair. Number six, oh. Oh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. I'm used to saying Bobby Abair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, my bad. I'm used to saying, <laughs> I went old school with Bobby Abair. You sure did. <laughs> Rage Cage, I wonder how he doing these days, boy. Oh, man. Then at, uh, where was it? Number six, they got Justin Fields. Number five, Joe Burrow. Number four, Lamar Jackson. Number three, we just talked about him, Jalen Hurts. Number two, we just talked about him, too, Josh Allen. And number one, Patrick Mahomes. Do you guys dispute the top ten at all? Nope. Yeah, I think, I, I think uh, Justin Herbert should be ahead of uh, – uh, Okay. All right. Let's take a look at the running backs. The top ten running backs. Tell you one thing. On one of my teams, I got three fantasy teams this year. On one of my teams, I got Patrick hey, Mahomes. Man, how you don't let me in these leagues? Tell me you in the, I want to be in one more than one league. Because by the time I um, by the time I got on, the league was full. Damn. You gotta yep. be looking out for a brother. My bad. Oh, yeah, they was by the time I even decided, it, yeah, this it was full. So, but two of them is paid and one of them is free. I don't play for free. Yeah. All right. For running backs, number ten, Joe Mixon. Number nine, Travis Etienne Jr. If I'm saying the last name correctly. Uh, number eight, Josh Jacobs. Number seven, Nick Chubb. Number six, Tony Pollard. Number five, Derrick Henry. Number four, B. John Robinson. Number three, Saquon Barkley. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. 
And number one, Austin Eckler. Any, any disputes there? Oh, uh, no. Who, who you don't agree with, Brandon? Um, Jacobs, I got to see because he spent all that time out. Um, Eckler, I don't, I don't know if he's going to repeat like his production from last year. I don't know. Just not sure. He Running back is real. He won't repeat it, but I understand why because he's a threat out the backfield. Right. And that offense, you know, he going to throw all the time. So I, I think that's right. Is what, what did they have on? I, I think I missed part of it. What What did they have? Did they have Christian McCaffrey up in the top? Three? Number two. Number two. You number two? Okay. All right. I missed it. If he stay healthy. Yeah, yeah right. If he stay healthy. I was watching on um, NFL Network. They talking about somebody predicting him to be the MVP this year. I'm like, ain't going to happen. No, that's not happening. They're not going to give it to a running back. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to give it to a running back. They I was not They're going to give it to was, another quarterback. I was not drafting him at all because he can't stay healthy. I was no. Like, I'm, I'm staying away from <laughs> I don't have me. Yeah, I don't have me. All right, number ten for wide receivers. Number ten, Garrett Wilson. Number nine, AJ Brown. Number eight, Amon Ra St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Number seven, CD Lamb. Number six, Cooper Cup. <laughs> number five. <laughs> Why did you laugh at this? Uh, we, we'll get to it in a second. Okay. Uh, number five, Stephen Diggs. Number four, Devontae Adams. Number three, Tyreek Hill. Number two, Jamar Chase. Number one, Justin Jefferson. Any disputes yeah, I there? Can't, I can't dispute any of that. Uh, I think Cooper Cup needs to be lower. Only because, because he's he, not healthy. He's not healthy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, only because, only because he's, he's not healthy. healthy. But if he was healthy... If he was healthy, I'd put Cooper Cup at number two. I wouldn't put him at two. You wouldn't put him at two? No, I think Jamar Chase should be two. I think the list is accurate. Even with okay. him being hurt, I think Cooper Cup is top ten wide receiver, even if he hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, was just, I think I probably would have be, because of injury. If we don't know if he's playing, if he's going to be able to play. The, well, he's not going to be able to play the entire season, obviously, because he's not playing Sunday. But, um, Coop, yeah, Cooper Cup is a dog, so – yeah, hopefully he can get healthy, man. Because I, hey, I had him on when I was doing fan duel and stuff last year. Made a lot of money with him, so thank you, sir. But uh, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> hamstring thing, he got to get that right. Yeah, get that right. Cause yeah, he when he's healthy. Yes. I made sure yeah, I stayed away from him too. Huh? I said I made sure I stayed away from him too. Yeah, so did I. And that and that's that's one of the top reasons I don't draft her. That is the main reason I don't draft early because people get hurt. That's why I'm like, I'm way to the very end. Yeah. When everything is over, then we're going to have to draft. Yeah. All right. Yep. <clears throat> For tight ends, uh, number 10, David Njoku. Number nine, Evan Ingram. Number eight, Pat Freemuth. Uh, number seven, Dallas Gobert or Godert. Got it. Got it. Hey. hey. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> number six, Kyle Pitts. Number five, George Kittle. Number seven, Darren Waller. Number three, TJ Hooker. No, I'm joking. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, number. TJ Hooker. Say what? TJ Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, Mark Andrews. And number one, Travis Kelsey. Any disputes yeah. there? Kyle Pitts should not be on this list. What's so fucking happening? Who shouldn't? 
Kyle Pitts should not be on this list. I would definitely, all. I'd like him, but I would definitely put him out of the top ten. He should not be in the top ten at yeah, the fucking all. Yeah, he, at all. He ain't done man, a goddamn thing. Not, not totally his fault. Not, not totally his fault because I it's think coach had something. Coach had something to do with that too. But, but as real Falcon fan, Brandon, no, he should not be on, on yeah, that top ten list. Yeah. And nah. he's a grid. He should not be on that list at all. Yeah, see, yeah, I, I definitely got, I got, I got, I think I got Kyle Pitts on one of my teams. I definitely picked him in one of the late rounds. So, yeah, I, I have to kind of bow out on the conversation of, of who belongs in the top 10, who doesn't, because I've just been out of touch for the last few seasons. Yeah. Um, I, I know big names, don't get me wrong, but I've been so out of touch with football over the past three seasons or whatever. So I I just have to defer to y'all to to tell me whether these <clears throat> whether this these things fit or not. Now, yeah. See, well, hold on. So see, the thing is, just for the listeners, the thing is with Kyle Pitts is we're not denying his talent. He's very talented. However, his first year, his rookie year, for whatever re- he's supposed to be a red zone threat. He was rarely used in the red. He's rarely used in the red zone. He only, had, he only had one touchdown his first year. Gotcha. Then last year he ended up getting injured, so he ended up missing like most of the season. And even before he got injured, he wasn't getting a lot of targets. So he would have a game where he'd have like a catch for one yard. You know what I'm saying? So, or no catches at all. So why would you put him in the top 10 when he hasn't really proven that he's top 10 worthy yet? And the thing about it is. And it's not all his fault. So this is where I disagree. I I never saw the talent in him. And I, I, I really was pissed off with Atlanta. But drafting him so high. I'm like, why would you draft him? He didn't show me anything in college. Not at all. Hmm. I wasn't impressed with his ass. Not one bit. Hmm. Not one bit. Well, I thought they could have got a better receiver or a better <clears throat> tight end. When they drafted him, I was like, I was not happy with that. And I mean, not same, even Atlanta, I'm not even a Falcon fan, but I was very disappointed when they drafted him. There. That, was the same, that was the same draft Justin Fields came out of, right? I think so. Because I think, what, as the fan base, we were like, Justin Fields, but then you know we knew what was getting ready to happen. We like we're getting ready to take the damn tight end because that was at that time where they was just drafting offense, 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 and we like, can y'all please get somebody on that damn defense? And they struck gold with AJ Terrell, my um, my fellow Westlake Lion. They struck they they struck gold with him, and hopefully he's hopefully he stay. But you know, every good corner we have, they trade him. So we'll see. But um, you know. Yeah, Kyle is just un, he's he's unproven. That's the bottom line. He's just he's very unproven. I don't think he I don't think he needs to be in the top ten of anybody's list of tight ends. He hadn't made it there yet. If he ever does. So the next the next round of, of players I'm getting ready to go through are the kickers. Stop. No. Stop. No. The only kicker worth mentioning is Justin Tucker. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Justin Tucker. That's it. Nobody else need to be mentioned. And no. then, oh, let me tell you what happened the other night. I think it was on. I think it was in our draft because I I was playing. I was drafting and I was doing something at the same time, and I forgot to click back on. And somebody took my damn kicker. I got kick. I got Justin Tucker on every other team. Set hours. I, I was to start cussing. That's all I could do. You know, somebody like, why you want to kick him? Take a kick now because I'm like the number one kicker is on the board and he's money. I'm taking him now. Okay. Damn right. <laughs> and I just, man, I ain't stayed off the draft for so long. And by the time I got back, I said, God damn it, somebody already took him. Now, if y'all will allow me to finish. Sorry. <laughs> what I was going to say is. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, it, the only sorry. kicker 
the only two kickers on this list that I recognize is Justin Tucker and Graham Gano. But can we talk right. about can we talk about the name of the Atlanta kicker? Graham Gano. His name is who, ain't it? Young Way Koo. Young Way Koo, yeah. Young Way yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said it because I re as I'm looking at it, I see young young ho Koo. Run, 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 run. Come on, man. Run. Look, man, it Hold is spelled Y O U N G. You just give me one every show. Young Ho Koo. Just give me you, you just give me one. I can hear the crowd now. No. Maybe in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take that's on my bucket list. I gotta go to New Orleans <laughs> and go to a Packers game. That's on my bucket list. All right, they owe they, they owe they owe me for last year. <laughs> that was some bullshit. I don't think I ever told y'all that I have a moment to tell y'all this story real quick. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so last year, first game of the year, um, me and my homeboy's name Brandon too. Shout out to B. Um, I need I need to call him, check on him. But you know, me and my boy went to. Um, me and my boy went to the Falcons game last year. His wife paid for our tickets. So I don't think I had to do show up. So we um <laughs> I'm sitting on the road. It's me. He's a Saints fan. So it's me on the road. I'm the only Falcons fan on the whole road. So imagine sitting during the game, you talking cash shit for three and a half quarters. <laughs> Next thing you know, four quarter roll around. And the inevitable happened. So if anybody knows anything about the Atlanta Falcons, you know we are known for blowing leads. That's what we do. Okay? That's what we do. We blow leads. That's we have been doing we've been blowing leads since the late 70s. Alright? That's what we do. So these motherfuckers. <laughs> these motherfuckers. <laughs> with, <laughs> We was kicking the Saints' ass three quarters last year. I don't know what the hell happened. The Falcons went. The Falcons. The Falcons. You was there, and I was on. My homeboy White paid for me and my homeboy to go. Paid for our team. I'm on a road full of Saints. Man, when I tell you, Kurt, I was pulling out my best stuff that whole game. Pulling out my best stuff. Then the damn fourth quarter came. Falcons went into that damn prevent defense, man. I'm sitting there like, man, please get out the zone. Y'all know y'all can't play. I got the TikTok video. Y'all get out the zone. You know you can't play zone. Please get out the zone. Jarvis Landry just carving us up. Michael Thomas carving us up. Best thing you know, get to the end of the game. Saints go up ahead. But then we actually had a shot to win the game at the end. And Young Way Cool goes and hang that thing. No, the kick got blocked or something like that. Also known as Young Ho. Man, when I tell you, I just boy, I had I just sat there for about twenty minutes after everybody left, cause I had, couldn't do shit but just eat crow. My homeboy in my ear, let's go, baby. I'm just like, man, fuck you, man, sit down. Lame me, me and Tyler did that game. Tyler was like, get out of that defense. I said they gonna fuck around, dude. Just got yeah. Everybody, the Falcons fan that was behind, everybody screaming, get out of that defense. That's all you can hear. Just get out of the. Everybody, just play, man. Please, let's play, play man. I, I, I said they gonna fuck around, and lose this game. Oh my god! I'm so mad because at the beginning of the game, the quarterback was terrible. The Saints yeah. quarterback was terrible. Yeah, terrible. Oh yeah. What Winston? The quarterback? Was it Winston or Taysom Hill? 
It was Winston. Yeah, Win- yeah Winston played like shit. That second half, he was carving their asses. Again. Because he did it to us. He did it to us one time when he was playing in Tampa. This car, I mean, we was kicking it, and then next thing you know, he take off running. Five dudes. This one, James Winston playing in town. Five dudes had him stopped in the backfield. This big motherfucker done went and, and bounced off of him some kind of way and got the first down, scored the touchdown. I was just like, you know what, man? That's one of the times I broke the remote. Let me stop. I'm getting too emotional. Yeah. Yeah. All these but bad I understand. Memories. I understand, you know. <laughs> Uh, All these uh, bad memories. <laughs> I ain't gonna bring up this. I'm not gonna bring up that Super Bowl. We already talked about the Super Bowl. And it got to be a little bit better with that one. Hey man, I, I went to uh <clears throat> I went to the Falcons game when they played the Broncos on the ten year anniversary of the Super Bowl that they played. hmm And Falcons fans were talking a lot of shit to me because I was wearing my my uh my Terrell Davis jersey. Mm-hmm. And they were talking a lot of shit. There's a very funny story behind that jersey. And I wish Dexter would have came on to tell that story. But long story short, he he caught me slipping one day. And uh, we went through a list of numbers. And I, I, I got the damn jersey. My favorite player on that team at that time. And I got the number wrong. Hilarious. But anyway. They're talking a lot of shit. Falcon score, somebody did the Dirty Bird dance, whatever. Talking a lot <laughs> of shit. And there was a Bronco fan sitting a little bit behind me. And all these Falcons fans talking shit, talking shit, talking shit. So I turned around and looked at the other Bronco fan. And I was like, hey, doesn't this seem familiar? All this shit talking, but at the end of the day, we walked away with a trophy or something. And, man, I got, whoo. I got hissed at, cussed at, everything. Yeah. And end of the story is the Broncos won that game too. You know what? I just I remember for a long time, the first few Falcons games I went to, they lost every single ass game. I was about to give up. <laughs> Brandon said I ain't going to another game because we'll never I ain't going to another game. It was, same, it was the same way with the Hawks. Every Hawks I'm, ooh, Lord. I know we ain't talking about basketball, but y'all remember back in the day, when the Hawks, like around in the early 2000s, when the Hawks couldn't even win 20 games a year. Man, yes. And they used to give us, um, they used to have like Hallelujah Night or whatever. <laughs> so we'd turn to get tickets to the game and we'd sit there for we'd sit there for two hours and watch the Hawks get blown out by 40 points. And then we got, and then, you know, you had the gospel concert at the end and all that. I said, shit, they should have been singing that gospel music down at, down at halftime. Maybe they'd inspired them a little bit. <laughs> like you said, no, we ain't talking basketball. But don't get me started because 1995, that's all I'll say. That team was the team. That was a 94 95 season, wasn't it? Say what? I said that was a 94 95 season, yep. wasn't it? Yep. That's the year they traded. Yeah, Dominique Wilkins to the, 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 the greatest players at that time that had ever played professional sports in Atlanta. Man, and that Renard, team fell apart. Man, Renard, we, we got God, God rest his soul. When me and Renard's famous car rides or whatever, that's my stepdad, by the way. Me and Kurt Stephon were falling low. And um, <clears throat> when I tell you, it seemed like every year around basketball season, some kind of way we got on to win. 
They traded Dominique Wilkins, and Renard has hated the, uh, Lenny Wilkins ever since. Yes. He was like, Lady, he said, Lady Wilkins, and we done had some terrible coaches. He said, Lady Wilkins is the worst coach we ever had. Here's the thing that I don't understand. I told y'all not to get me started. (laughs) (laughs) We were sitting either in the number one or number two spot, not just in in our country, in the league. That's record in the league. Yes. That's record in the league. There's no reason to break up that. And you bring in Danny fucking Manning? Yeah, the guy who had no no disrespect to Danny Manning, but the dude had two blown knees before he ever got to the NFL or so to the this NBA. My, this, this is my question. I was very very young at the time, so I don't remember. Why in the hell did they trade Dominique Wilkins? Be- it, it had nothing. It had nothing to do with basketball. Nothing to do with basketball. It was a personal issue. It was. It had everything to do. There was a, a situation going on in Atlanta, famous gentlemen's club. Yep. And I can't remember the name of the club. Gold Club, I think. Um, but there was a lot of shit going on with, at the Gold Club and to the point the feds were investigating this. Yeah. And Dominique had frequented the club. He wasn't accused of anything. As far as I remember, he wasn't involved in the investigation. It was a whole different other group of people. But because of that, they were like, you know what? Let's ship him off somewhere and get him out of Atlanta. What? Yes. Yeah. That is that what is happened. the reason he got traded. So this is what happened, Brandon. So back in the in the early, late eighties, early nineties, it was Deion Sanders, um uh Dominic Wilkins, and it was the, the club, like Brian said. And this at the time it was also this dude named Fred Tokar. He had his wife killed. Yes, I forgot about Tokar. So it was just a big scandal about Fred Tokars having his wife killed. And then they're going to this club all the time. And it just, the image for this, at that time, the sports team, it didn't look good. So Dion left and went to San Francisco. And that's when they traded Dominique Wilkins to the Clippers. So, in other words, the reason why, because and, I, and, that, didn't, and, that didn't register me to all this happened in the same year. Yeah. Mm hmm. So Atlanta and, and another thing that Glenda Wilkins and Diamond Wilkins didn't get along. Okay, so what you mean to tell me is, first of all, Dominique Wilkins and Lenny, Dominique Wilkins and Lenny Wilkins had a relationship like Marcus Allen and Al Davis. They couldn't stand each other. <laughs> Number one. So no. So Lenny Wilkins was looking for a reason to get rid of his ass. Uh-huh. So they got rid of the two two of the biggest superstars Atlanta has ever seen. These guys walk down the street right now and get whatever. They get a free meal. They ain't never got to pay for nothing. Everybody know who they are. And I've met, um, I've never met Dion, but I've met, I've met Dominique Wilkins a couple times. You traded these two, you traded these two people over a scandal that they ain't had nothing to do with. They just went to the club and that was it. Yep. That that appears to be the case. Yeah. That's so you know what that's but see you know what though that's that, that's why we ain't never won shit. But that's that's what I always say that the Hawks have a curse on them now for trading Dominique. They they were number one in the NBA. They Man, they, were, I wish. they were better than the Bulls that year. In the midst of the Bulls still within the second three people. Oh wow! I bet you if if sports TV. Was the way it is now back then, and we had Twitter and all this other shit. That would have been oh, they got they got roasted for crazy. It. 
And they bring in. Dave. I know, because that's when folks used to go to the papers and stuff like that. I bet you that. Ooh, when they bring in Danny fucking Manning. And I've, I, and I've seen the trade, and I'm like, you traded Dominique Wilkins for him? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, now, not, I'm not. like, man, we would have got like a Scotty Pippen or somebody like that. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. But, and from there, Dominique went to the Clippers and then went to Celtics and then Orlando and then over. In other words, his career was never the same. Never the same. Make out, almighty. Never the same. Because it, it, it's down here in Atlanta, they had. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kurt. If you remember, Mookie Blaylock at point, yep. Steve uh-huh. Steve Smith at shooting guard, Dominique Wilkins. Um, was Kevin Willis still the power forward at that point? I think so. And Dikembe Mutombo. So he had just got there. Yeah, definitely. And wow. and you couldn't get shit in the paint because of Dikembe. And and Ooh. Kevin Willis was I think Kevin Willis is underrated as a power forward. I agree. Um but yeah, I mean they were doing great. And it's like, yeah, let's get him out of here. I don't like him. That's why we ain't never won shit. He went to the fucking gold club with tow cars. And he wasn't even with so I'm just saying. Yeah, that's a, now off sports in general, that whole tow Fred Tokar shit was some craziness. Yeah, I've heard about that. I've, I've heard. I think there is an actual documentary about that. Yeah. I've heard about that. That yeah. shit is that. crazy. Um, but going back to finishing up with the fantasy football chat, um, we went through uh, the kickers. <laughs> um, <laughs> now we'll uh, take a look at defense special teams. At number ten, they got the Packers. Number nine, they have the Eagles. Eight. Patriots, seven, Jets, six, Dolphins, five, Saints, four, Steelers, three, Cowboys, number two, Bills, and number one, the 49ers. So it was the 93-94 season, Ron. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember which season. I thought I knew it was around that time. I thought it was 94-95. But 93-94. Regardless, still a dumbass trade. Absolutely. And so him and Dominique and Deion Sanders, and we'll get back to football, y'all, but Dominique and Deion Sanders got traded the same year. They wouldn't resign. I'm still trying to figure out why the hell they wouldn't get with why would they not pay Deion Sanders and he wanted to stay. Now that all that had something to do with it. I, I, that's what uh, allegedly that's what everybody feels. It was just a bad look for Atlanta. And I think also, also too, Deion Deion wanted to get paid. He did. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to. I, I know that the fact they didn't want to pay him. Yeah. But at that time, it was just a lot of shit going on in the city about you know because you know you know drugs was going on that allegedly at the club. Yep. And then Dion and um, Dominique name was just being thrown around like they were involved, which they wasn't. They were just hanging out. But it was just a big thing back. Then. Big. Thing. Wow. Yeah. That was Atlanta was wild there for a quick minute. Well, I mean Atlanta's yeah. still wild, but. Hey man, I'm just now like hearing all these. I've, I've heard a lot of stories. They have a show. I've got which and I, and uh, I still on, on, but Atlanta homicides and stuff like that. There's a lot of wild shit that went on back here. Back, yeah, yeah. And I still don't understand how Dominique, how their name got caught up with Fred Tokars, but it did for whatever reason. I don't. I still yeah, that's that's what I'm they got. I mean, I, I'm like you. I, I know he was a local attorney. I remember the, the, the TV commercials and everything. Yeah. But 
I, I just, I don't know. I'm like you. I don't know how they got tied up with that. I mean, the only thing that connects them is that they were all located here in Atlanta, and uh-huh. at least Dominique and, and Dion were big names. Yeah. But, yeah, Dion went on and, you know, went on to bigger, greater things in Dallas and San Francisco. Got two Super Bowls out of it. Yeah, man. And then and, and a fight with uh, with Andre Ryzen. Y'all, that was one of the best NFL fights I've that ever seen. That is so hey, hilarious. They sitting there punching each other in the head with that, helmets on. Hey, man, if y'all have never seen that, Google, uh, YouTube that. That's one of the best NFL in-game fights you've ever seen in your life. They was throwing haymakers for real. And, and <laughs> y'all know. And, 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 and hugged each other and said sorry. Yeah. So, still, talking, like pros. still talking about football. Do y'all know that, that 30, there's a 30 for 30 talking about uh, athletes going bankrupt. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's Andre Risen's story that kind of opened my eyes to how athletes are paid. Um, and, and it really helped me to understand how an athlete that gets paid millions of dollars a year can go bankrupt. Yeah. It, 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 um, it's not that hard. It, yeah. Hard Andre Rodgers was like, hey, where's the rest of my money? You know, I signed for this. Why am I only getting this? I'm like, are you serious? You got taxes? You got this? You got that? Yeah. So mm-hmm. what we hear as fans, they sign for, let's just say, $10 million over the course of 10 years, which is a million a year. They don't actually get a million a year. You might get no. half of that. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not poor pity pitiful athletes. Yeah, they're still making money, but I understand now more because of that story, more how it works. Uh, and it, Rising and went it's out even and, worse than the music industry. Yes, it's even worse. It's even, it's even worse in the music industry because they get just paid. They ain't no taxes took yeah. out of none of that. They just get a check. Yeah, it's on them to, to yep. pay taxes. And that's why a lot of them end up getting into trouble. And not not only exactly. that, not only that, they don't own the rights to their own music. Um, yep. They only get a very very small percentage of record sales. That's why so many acts. Well, that's, that was back tour. in the day. It's, it's totally different. Yeah, it's now. Yeah. different now. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They're, getting, yeah, they're getting ownership of their masters and their publishing and everything now. That's why a lot of them you know, artists now independent as well. You know who changed that? For for the for the most part, who changed that? Everybody can thank Master P and No Limit for that. That's right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, right. What are you talking about? Who? I should know that. <laughs> yeah. He changed the whole game. Yes, he and did. That's why they yeah. hated him. Yes. Um, yeah. He changed every damn thing. And right. it was like, Master P come on TV, I stop what I'm doing, and I will sit there and watch that shit because I always learn something. Yeah. Especially when it comes to money. And I did, y'all, did y'all see where, uh, where Diddy just gave – all the bad boy artists, their the rights to their music back. He should have did, he should have did yeah. that shit a long time. Yeah, I, long time ago. Because the artists still not even. Yeah, a lot of the artists like it's cool, but we ain't still ain't getting shit because he took everything. Yeah, so yeah. they ain't getting up. They ain't getting up but pennies now. Yeah, my music, my music's already on iTunes and all that shit, so yeah. I can't negotiate that deal. That deal's already been right. negotiated. Ten yep. years too late. Yep. So, but uh, coming back to football. Uh, well, that's music related too. Have you ever heard Deion Sanders' CD? <laughs> heard that one song? Oh uh, no, brother, he's got a whole CD. I bought yeah, that too. CD as a joke gift uh, for a Christmas present for for Dexter. 
So he has a copy of Deion Sanders CD somewhere. Must be the money. Must be the money. Oh, and my fancy cars. <laughs> Deion was on some other shit back in the day, man. Hey, man. But, but, you know, he's, one of, he's one of the greatest athletes to ever just talk. So much shit come out of college, and he backed up every fucking word. Yes, he did. Every word. Yes, he talk, did. Talk, walk, walk. Sure did. Man. Talk, talk. But speaking of this, you know what? Speaking of Deion Sanders, this is a good segue to what did y'all think about the, uh, what did y'all think about the Colorado Buffaloes last week? I thought uh, they played great. They looked great. Um, and to have 86 new kids on a team that never played together, they were coached. They were well, well coached, and they were ready for that game. Yep. To go on the road in a hostile environment, to be in Texas, hot as hell in the summer, like in this time of year, and to play the way they did, it was great. It was fucking great. Yeah, I And they quarterback. So this is the thing about it, Brandon, because I, I didn't give his son a lot of credit either because I watched Jackson State – the two years he was there, I didn't think he was a good quarterback at all. But it was just looking at the competition they were playing against. And then I didn't think he was a good passer, accurate at all. But I watched that game, and I was like, this dude can fucking throw. Yep. I already I knew Travis Hunter was a beast. I knew he was a beast anyway because you play both sides of the ball. But he, yeah. he, he, he made me a, more of a believer. I was already a believer anyway. But that game, he made me more of a believer. I didn't expect him to throw for 500 yards. Oh, hell Because no. when I was doing the pickups, <laughs> they had him on the slated for um, 296. And I was like, okay, well, not 296, but 226. I was like, oh, he's going to throw for more than 226 yards or whatever. But I didn't see. But I looked at the final step. I said, that man threw for 510 yards. But I didn't four, realize, four receivers I didn't, caught for 100 yards. But I didn't realize he, could, he had arm strength like that. Or yeah. the way he did. Yeah, that's a. He's a straight. He, but again, he, for him to be so again, slender, he is a gunslinger for real. But again, they were. I'm gonna give more credit. The players got to go out there and play. Right. But you got to put them in position to succeed. Right. And that yes. coaching staff had them guys ready to play. Absolutely. And because and if you remember on college, the quarterback he had plenty of time in the pocket to throw. Yep. He wasn't pressured at all. He made very good decisions when he had the ball. The defense played good. They just were well coached, man. Well man, coached. And you know what the sad part is? First of all, shout out to college game day. But, you know, you had someone that was trying to trash the way that Dion went about doing his business or whatever. And I'm like, look, if you you come into a program that is one in what, 13 or 14? It was one in 13. One you come in into 11. a program one, one in 11. 11. You coming into a program that's one and eleven. You gonna have to set some shit up anyway. He came in there and he said what he had to say. A lot of them players ain't like it. And they got the hell on. They only have ten players on scholarship that's still with the team that was on that team last year. Ten. Damn. And they had a turnover of like eighty six guys. And then none of these. They never played an actual game together except scrimmages or whatever. But look how well they played. So I'm like, now you gonna sit up here and still talk shit about the way he did his business or whatever? Would you want to go into a um? You want to go into a coaching opportunity to where you have to deal with the trash that you had to deal with last year? Hell no, because most of them guys wouldn't even made it anyway. And look at the result that they put out. But the way the college landscape is made now anyway with this transfer reporter, the, the, the shit happens all day every day now. So what he did is 
is not anything different than what they're doing anyway. Exactly. Maybe, maybe on a bigger scale because you got rid of so many players, but right. you got to change the losing culture and bring people in that want to win. Exactly. Because he ain't do nothing but bring in his guy. He ain't bring nothing. He ain't do nothing. He brought in his guys. He want leaders and he want dogs. He been saying that since day one. Before he right. even got to Colorado, I need dogs on my team and that's what he did or whatever. So kudos to him and like you said, they had the boys out there. They was ready to play last week. Absolutely. Ready to play from the very first snap. They was ready to play. And it's just a, it's, it's, it's a shame how analysts was getting on TV besides Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee a real one. But it's a shame how the analysts, analysts was getting on TV and they was talking about Colorado will get blown out. Because they hate it. Because they, they, yeah. they, they hate it. Talking about they're going to they, get blown out. I'm like, you out now. Colorado lose. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. I never thought it was going to get blown out. Never. No, never. It was too late for me to bet because I was going to put a bet on that game because I knew they weren't going to lose by 21 points. And I knew they weren't going to be blown out. And I, I meant to bet on that game and I forgot. I didn't watch the game, but I did see highlights and I, I paid attention to sound bites from, from uh, Deion Sanders and all that and watched some of the coverage leading up to game one. And I agree, man. Like, he, he has has those guys believing in what he's selling, for lack of a better way to yep. say it. And um, he it's, it's, he's relatable. Like, he's not yeah. talking above those kids' heads that I've seen. He's, he's like you said, he, he wanted dogs. He got that. He got people willing to get in there and get dirty and get a job done. Yep. And now I but didn't realize that he didn't have – I knew a lot of people left. But I didn't realize the numbers that you just gave, Brandon. That's crazy. Like, damn, the damn, yeah. damn near the whole. He walked in the first day and was basically like, um, "Most of y'all ain't even gonna be here because y'all suck." <laughs> and a lot of them boys did not like that. They did not like that shit at all. He's like, "Y'all suck. Y'all wanted eleven, but even it wasn't even a good one eleven. Y'all got blown out every fucking game. Y'all ain't even show up on the field. What the hell make you think that I even want to coach y'all? Y'all go." And get into the transfer portal and go find somewhere else to play. That that coach gonna give you opportunities. You can get out of here and prove yourself. So at least he gave him an opportunity to go out there somewhere else to prove yourself. But he was like, I don't want you on my team. I want my guys on my team. Y'all not y'all are not the type of guys that I want playing for me. I didn't have a problem with that because if you look at the numbers and the product they put out on the field, they were they just were just they were just literally out there. You might well say they were just out there just to be out there. Yeah. Some of them, not all of them. Of course, not all of them. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure they had some guys on their team that, you know, they probably were some dogs. It's just the dudes that they had around them just didn't give a fuck. And yeah. Dion got rid of them. And he's, the other thing I like about Dion, because I watched Dion since he was coaching the little league teams he had in Dallas, you know, the school he had. He's trying to, he's building these young men up to be men to go out into the world. Right. And that's the thing that I really like about it. To so other people, they just not seeing the overall bigger picture of what he's trying to do. Right, right. They're not. They're not looking at that. You're looking at all him being boastful and bragging, but he's trying to also instill confidence in these young men to be men when they go out into this real world. Because yep. all of them are not going to be in the NFL, and he knows that. Yep. But at least I can show you how to be a man and be accountable to where you can be successful when you go out into the real world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me ask y'all this. I've been seeing, <clears throat> I'll be the first one to admit that I don't follow the college game very much at all. Um, the reason why has changed a little bit. 
Um, but I just don't. The reason why I, the former, or let me back up a little bit and say this the way I'm trying to damn say it. The reason that I haven't traditionally followed the college game is because of the, of the fucked up ranking system and how they used to determine the national champion. Since all of that has changed with the playoff system, it's, it's not perfect, but it's much better than what they were doing before. I've been watching more, so um, I'm trying to get into that. But a lot of what I'm reading lately has kind of opened my eyes to some things. Are you all aware of or know anything about the name, image, and likeness contracts these guys signed? Oh, yeah. I read a, a one article where one dude pulled in like 400 and something thousand dollars and the contract is written in such a way that whoever does this gets 15% of his NF pre-tax 15% pre-tax of his NFL contract for his entire NFL career. No, sometimes no. So a lot of them are, that's one that I think that's an outlier. Okay. A lot of them are not signing goddamn deals like that. No. Okay. They are not signed deals like yeah, that. It's only for the, those for the whoever, top dogs. Whoever had them sign, they need to be hitting their goddamn head. Absolutely. Yeah, so so I, they are not signing deals like that. It, most of the deals they're signing has nothing to do with the NFL contract at all. Nothing. Okay. It's about them playing in the in the in college right now, not the NFL. It's about them playing in college, and then also um, we got the NCAA any, football, any, yeah, the games game, and stuff, and they. They yeah. wanted to make sure that they got paid for their likeness being used in exactly. video games and stuff. Because you got some of these kids, even in women as well, they're making millions. They're they yep. making money. Angel Reese is one of them. Yeah, they're making millions right now. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was just something I, Which I, is good. I, I knew Which that is they good had, for them. I knew that they had instituted that. But when I saw, like I said, I, I don't, I honestly don't follow the game, the college game very much uh, at all, honestly. Um, but when I saw it, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they are just fucking these people over. But you're, you're telling me that that's kind of a, a one-off scenario. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not doing that. That's an outlier no. right there. All right. So we're coming up on, on the last half of the show. Um, I would like to get into, if you guys don't mind. Now, here's the funny. Well, let me say what I want to get into. I want to get into talking about our personal favorite teams. Um, and kind of wrap up. I don't up. have one. Uh, yeah, let me get there. <laughs> let me get there. <laughs> um, that's what I was going to say. The interesting thing is, Kurt's mouth says, I don't have a team. Um, I think Kurt is uh, fiercely loyal to his former, I'll say it that way, former team. So I think... At the end of the day, Kurt's going to have a team in this season. Um, <laughs> so we can talk about mine and Brandon's team, and then Kurt can speculate on what he's looking at or considering. Um, but before we do that, Brandon, let me rattle off some 2022 rankings for your Atlanta Falcons. They finished the season at 7-10, and 10, uh, fourth mm-hmm. in the NFC South. Points per game was 21.5. They ranked 15th. Uh, opponents' points per game were 22.7. They ranked 23rd. Rushing yards, you guys averaged 159.9 a game coming in third in the league. 
Damn right. Um, One of the best LeBron running games in the league last year. Yeah, but then when you get to passing, 172.2 a game, ranking 31st. It's Mariota's fault. So, um, now let's, let's talk about the Falcons and then we'll, we'll talk about the Broncos and then we'll kind of see what Kurt has to say about things. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, even though I'm not an Atlanta Falcons fan per se, I, I'm born and raised here. Um, I will talk cash shit. I call them, uh, Brandon, you've got me saying that now. I never said that until I met you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I will talk a lot of shit and I call them the, the Atlanta Thunder Chickens and all this stuff. <laughs> More or less just to kind of mess around. But, but if I'm being, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, as an Atlanta native and when uh, I'm going to let my Atlanta snobbery kick in here, I lived in Atlanta. I didn't live on the outskirts of Atlanta claiming I lived in Atlanta. Um, but at the end of the day, I do want to see the Atlanta Falcons do well because I'm an Atlanta native. So I've heard talk this year coming in that the team should be much better. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I look at the quarterback situation and I'm going, eh, but you're more in depth with it. Tell me what your thoughts are for for your team and expectations for your team coming into this, this season. Okay, so my expectation, number one, is that we're going to win more than seven games. Okay. Um, I'm going to at least give them eight, nine games. Um, <clears throat> the reason why I say that is because, number one, we had the number – we had the – wasn't number one, but we had the – we were in the top three in our rushing attack last year, and then we added probably one of the best, as long as he stays healthy and he's used correctly. You want to see one of the – probably one of the best uh, running back prospects we've seen in a while. Probably since Christian Mack came into the league, Derrick Henry and all them and B. John Robinson, because he could do everything. Yeah. Um, then we also have, we still have our thousand yard rusher from last year. We got Algier still in the backfield. They put Cordero Patterson, they named the new position for him called the J, which is the Joker. So, in other words, he could be all, he's going to be all over the field. He's going to be a receiver, kick return, pump return, running back, fullback, and probably even quarterback. Who knows? Because um, he could do everything. And so we also on that offense or whatever we have, you know, we, 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 we're going to be able to move the ball. We're going to score some points. As far as the quarterback goes, I, I liked Ritter when he was in Cincinnati. Um, but you know, in the pros, you know, he just, he's just not proven yet. He only has four starts under his belt, but I think that he does have potential. I just got to see a full, uh, scope of what's going on. I do feel that they should have put Ritter in. Before the last four games of the season last year, when Mariota was just Mari Mariota blew about two or three games for us last year by himself, and um he should Ritter should have been put in way before he was put in to at least get the reps or whatever because I think that you know I think I I'm in favor of giving the quarterback a year or two to just you know get the reps in to get used to the game. I don't expect right. for no quarterback to come out and just be perfect from start to finish. I don't I don't expect that from a quarterback because it's a hard it's a hard position to play. Especially in the NFL, so I don't I don't expect that. But as long as as long as Ritter doesn't turn the ball over, as long as you know he just doesn't make just dumb mistakes or whatever, and he just take care of the ball and and do what he need to do and just make good decisions with the ball, I think we're going to be fine. I think the off I think that um Arthur Smith is a good coach. I think that he coaches the team well. It's just that we stab we stuck ourselves in the foot like we always do, and so hopefully this year be a little different. 
Um, before I stop, let me get on to the defense. There's no reason, especially whenever the defense with Jeff Okuda comes back, Jeff Okuda from Detroit, the, the Detroit Lions, by the way, once he comes back, um, we will have a full secondary. That secondary should be the no-fly zone. The no-fly zone version two from your Denver Broncos, sir. <laughs> it should be the no-fly zone because all of them dudes in that secondary are dogs and they ball hogs. Okay? And I've seen them all in training camp. They ball hogs. And I know training camp is different from what the product that's on the field, but there's no way anybody should go over on that on that secondary. It might happen a couple times, of course, but nobody should go over should go over on that secondary. Um defensive line is still a question mark for me. Um Grady is the only one that's on that defensive line that's been proven. He can't do it by himself. Um, but you know, as far as defense goes, I think defense has gotten better. We just gotta see the, we just gotta see the results up on the field. Um I've always being the person like, okay, the offense gets the shit done, but the defense got to stop somebody. And our defenses historically have not stopped anybody. It ain't but a handful of defenses that we have had in our history that actually stop people and put the fear of God in people right. or whatever. And hopefully this year we can get back to that. It might not be quite the grits blitz, kids, YouTube, <laughs> the grits blitz. That is statistically the best defense of all time besides 2000 Ravens, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all them, all them jokers. The 75 Steelers, 77 Falcons had the best defense of all time statistically. The only problem was that offense was so trash. Offense couldn't even get a yard. And that's the only thing that we could have went to. We probably could have been in the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl on that defense. But we didn't have, we didn't have, they, the offense just couldn't do shit. That's another story for another day. So hopefully <laughs> we can get back to that. And if we could just get an even balance of, of offense and defense, you know, I, I see us going to the playoffs this year, at least being as a wild card. <laughs> but um, but, I'm, but I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing again, at the fact that. But then, <laughs> but then again, then again, I, I know my it. team. I know yeah. my team. And I know that, like I say, we've been blowing leads since the seventies. So, not, it not is what it is. But hopefully, hopefully, God willing, this year be a little bit different because on paper. We are slated to have a better. We have talent wise. We have a better team, so we just we'll see. I'm very optimistic, and I'm excited. It's a buzz. It's a buzz around the city right now about this team. When I went to training camp, a lot of the folks that are normal goers, they were just like, "This training camp has not been this full in years." Now, where the whole hill, the entire hill, was just full of people. Like, it's people really excited about this team. So hopefully, they see, come out. But see that that as, as an Atlanta possible. native, that has traditionally happened. Every year, with maybe the exception of last year, um, but every year it has been. Oh yeah, this is the season. This is the season. This is the season. Yeah. And like, on, let me. And then, like four games in, Atlanta Falcon fans are like, "Fuck it, blow the team up, Re- rebuild." Like, we never said no. They're, they're never okay. First of all, let me let me speak on that. I'm glad you brought that up. First of all. You get online and you see these old, these are fair weather Falcons fans, okay? The only time they like the team when they win and they like, then they hate the team when they lose. You got Falcons fans, you got Falcons fans who claim they're Falcons fans, but even when we win, they still ain't satisfied. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're never satisfied. There's something, they always gotta find something wrong. And I'm like, bro, we just won a fucking game. We just won a game, we just beat somebody by 20 points. God damn it. Why are you over here trying to nitpick? For what? Enjoy the win. Yeah. Damn. I, you know I, I've because, always said I would rather have an ugly win than a pretty loss. Exactly, because a win at the, at, at the end of the day, a win is a win. Mm-hmm. 
a win is a win, and then you're gonna complain even more when we lose. And talking about blow first first of all, you got folks in the preseason talking about blow the team up. It's the damn preseason. If you're gonna lose at any time of the year, I want you to lose in the preseason. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? I want you to lose in the preseason. But when it gets to the regular season, I need you to win the games you're supposed to win, and hopefully you win a couple of games you're not supposed to win. And then if you're gonna lose a game, lose to, to the opponents that you know that we all know is better than you. That's the blame of the game or whatever. But good lord, I said we have it's, it's some Falcons fans here, man. They ain't shit, and they and they still mad that that shit went down with Michael Vick. They still mad that shit went down with Michael Vick back in the day. They still pissed off at Arthur Blank because Arthur Blank wouldn't take him back. But Michael Vick clearly lied to the damn man. In which he had he not had he not lied, he probably would have still uh, he, he probably would have let him stay on the team, or whatever, and all that shit would have been all good. That's another story for another day. Sure. And they still mad about that shit that happened fifteen years ago. <laughs> they still mad, and they still want Michael Vick to come back and play, and they want that shit to be like just like it was. Michael Vick and all them BMF niggas was all here, and all that other shit. That's what they want. Hey man, tell me how you really. And it's like it's never, and it's, and it's never. I'm like, look, it's never going to go back. It's over with. We didn't get this over with. Let the shit go. God, damn it, let it go. Yeah, right now. Um, I'm just because, man. Nah, it, it, it ain't even necessarily the team that pissed me off so much as some of the fans that pissed me off because they just sound so irrational and that shit is it, it's infectious. Hey, Kurt, okay? Kurt, hey, said, it's just very it's very infectious. I'm like y'all not even making sense and half of them don't even know what the hell they talking about. They don't know no football. Yeah. They don't know what the hell they what, talking what, about. What killed me was uh, when when uh, Matt was here. I cannot remember that cat's name for the last. What's his last name? Right, right. Thank right, you. Right. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. But the thing that killed me was when he was the quarterback here, it was like, he's trash. He's dark. No, well, let me back up. When he did something great, it was, oh, Matty Ice, Matty Ice, Matty Ice. It was, it was, it was folks apologizing. Yeah. And then, and then, like, say two games later, he had a shit game, and they're like, oh, he's trash. He's the worst quarterback in the league. We need to get rid of him. Blah, blah, blah. Old noodle. Old noodle on. Give me the get. We need to get Matt. No, no, no. That's how they used to go. That's how the old head go. We need to get Matt. They didn't say Matt Ryan. They say Matt Ryan. We need to get rid of Matt Ryan. He ain't good, <laughs> we need to go. Hey, man, Michael Vick's still playing. We need to go call Michael Vick, man. We need to bring Michael Vick back. I'm like, bro, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> let it go. And the, and the hurt, I see you here, club. Tomorrow, let it go. Man, look. Brandon sounds like me talking about John Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> no, I ain't letting on that level. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. You may not have used as many four-letter words as I did. You're talking about, right. you're talking about ether, yeah. boy. No, you had a straight ether. But you know what? If I'm ethering anybody, it's the fan. But you know what? If I'm ethering anybody, I'm ethering the damn. I'm ethering the fan base because the fan base suck overall. It's some really good Packers fans out here. That's 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 down to the down. But it's some out here, man. They don't know nothing about football. They don't know what the hell they talking about, and they get online talking shit. They don't know what the hell they talking about, and it spreads <laughs> to everybody else. And they sit up here making it seem like we got a worse team than what we actually do. I'm like, no, bro. Watch the whole NFL. There's some teams out here that I just I don't even know why they even in the damn league. Yeah. But hey, I agree with that, Brandon. Because that, that's part of the reason I don't like the Falcons. Because I don't, I don't I don't like some of their fans. Some of their fans are just yes irritating as hell. They irritate me. They they make my they 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 just make my ass itch. They really do. <laughs> I haven't but heard I, I that in a long. I don't time. think they'll win nine games. 
I don't think they'll win nine games. I think the I think I think the best they'll do is eight and eight. We don't even eight and eight anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not. And that's something else, man. It's it's if they, weird. If they get to eight and eight, right? That's why I said. That's why I said I would give them eight or nine games. I don't see them winning ten games at all. No, I don't. I'll go eight and eight at the best. I don't believe in that secondary at all or that defense. Not one at all. And I'm you know, skeptical about the quarterback, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So let's fly out west to Denver, Colorado, and look at the 2022 overall team statistics um, for the Denver Broncos. We finished 5-12, and 12, and we were in the cellar of the AFC West. We scored 16.9 points a game, ranking 32nd. <laughs> Uh, we gave up 21.1 game, uh, 21.1 points, ranking 14th. We had a, a average rushing per game, uh, rushing yards per game of 113.8, ranking 21st. And we had 235.7 yards a game, um, passing, ranking 15th. Um, I have jokingly said this season, or ever since they signed Sean Payton, brought Sean Payton in, I've jokingly said that, thankfully, now we have a coach that somebody has at least heard of. Um, because the last few coaches, at least for me, I'm, I'm looking at the announcement and going, who? Who? But uh, like I've said earlier in, in the show, I haven't followed closely. Uh, I'm still on the peripheral looking, seeing what they're doing. Uh, I was really happy when they, when they got, uh, Russ, but Russ wasn't Russ last year. Russ was rusty. Uh, I, I want to chalk that up to hopefully new city, new team, new coaching scheme, all of that. Um, I think they finally have a coach who can bring the team together. Kind of like you, you said with, well, like we said with Deion Sanders, bring people in and, cause he's called out Russ. Um, he said some things basically like, y'all suck. Well, we were going to fix this shit, but y'all suck. Um, but I, as far as like what my outlook is in terms of expectation, I just want to not finish last in the AFC West. Um, that's happening. That, that's my expectation. Um, I think that's a realistic expectation because I, I don't see this team bringing things together so much that they, they, you know, sneak into the playoffs somehow. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I just don't see that happening. Um, we, we've get, we've still got to improve on, on offense. Um, defense too. It's, it's just amazing to me how we went to, from one of the, best defenses in the NFL to one of the worst defenses in the NFL in just a matter of like two, three years. But uh, expectation for me, very low. I just want to finish not last in the in AFC West. Um, but I am excited that, that Sean Payton is in town. Um, and and maybe, man, we, we talked about how Falcon fans are here. Maybe because my team is in another state, I don't see that same thing. But um, as far as fans go, I, I think Denver's got one of the most loyal fan bases. Uh, but I, I realistic expectations for me again, 
I just want to not finish last in the AFC West. And and I want at least two wins over goddamn Raiders. I want to I want to win that first game and that last game, at least those two games. Um but uh yeah, that's that's really it for me because like I said, I, I haven't really honestly, I haven't really paid attention in depth. But uh this year I'll be able to watch actually watch all of their games. And because we talked some football here, we plan on during the season bringing in some more football talking with our wrestling talk. I wanna I wanna sound informed. I wanna sound like I know what I'm talking about because I'm paying attention. So that's that's my take on the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they first of all, have you seen their new helmet? No, I have not. They have a white, solid white helmet. You should check it out. But I hope that um those deep those uniforms they They've been wearing those uniforms about, about 25 years. I think it's about time for a change. So, And unfortunately, Ron, they will finish last. Uh, don't do that. Those other, teams, yeah. <laughs> those, those other teams are just too good. Yeah. Yeah, man. You, yeah. Maybe next year, but this year they will finish last. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at the helmet now. I saw – so I have seen this, Brandon. I have seen this. But I thought, you know how uh, fans will do mock-up uniforms or whatever? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought this way. I, didn't, I hadn't watched any of the preseason games. I just – Yeah, no, that's, that, no, no, that's real. They, um, okay. But, no, they haven't, they haven't downloaded – they have not downloaded. They haven't <laughs> uh, wore those, like, during the preseason. They're going to wear those for a regular season game. So, you know, what the NFL is doing, they're doing – since they have the, um, they lifted the helmet rule where they only have one helmet – so a lot of the teams are coming up with um they have like a lot of different alternate helmets. And so um which and you know that's how we get the throwback looks and everything yeah. now. So it's you know, it's one of the things that as a fan, you know, we just kinda look forward to every year because you know, sometimes you just get tired of seeing the football team wearing the same old shit. Mm-hmm. Besides, you know, besides the ones like, you know, like the Bears and stuff, they don't need to change nothing. That's tradition. But, you know, some of the teams they just need to clean up their look, and I think that their Denver's look is just outdated. And I think that they would do them some good to get like some fresh, some fresh threads. Honestly, and probably in a lot of if you notice, a lot of teams are doing the modern throwbacks now. Yeah, and I wish the same for the Falcons because as the fan base, we have been clamoring for those De- those that, that Deion Sanders rookie year uniform that they had. Kurt, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, we've been as a fan base. We're like, can y'all please bring that back and just modernize them? Because yeah, I, that was a very underrated look. I, very underrated. Hated and the it's, Falcons it's look. Clean. I hated the Falcons look in the Mike Vick era where they had the pinwheel colors on the on the. I didn't like those. I hated those. I didn't like those. Either. I like those old Falcons, the red and black, or the same era you're talking about when when Glanville came in and they went to black. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, those are the two uniforms I like for the uh, the Falcons. The Bron- yeah. I, I I hate it when the Broncos wear the UPS uniforms. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember those. No man. Now I like the old helmet, uh, the old orange helmet with the guy on the Bronco being bucked yeah. off the Bronco. I love those helmets, but I hate the damn I hate the damn UPS uniforms. Yes, yeah, I think I think for. In sports, uniforms do mean a lot. I now, think that some people, they, they do mean a lot. <laughs> um, you look good, you play good. So. Yeah. Check this out. Um, you may or may not know this fact as a Falcons fan, uh, but do you know why Atlanta has a team? No. The Broncos were considering a move from Denver to Atlanta. 
because Atlanta wanted a team. They decided to stay in Denver. So the 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 NFL gave Atlanta the Falcons as an expansion team. Oh, the most I knew, I thought they were trying to. I thought the, Atlanta was trying to get an AFL team at first, and then they ended up with an NFL. And, team. and I think that's what it was because Denver was originally in the AFL. Oh. I, I, I may have my facts mixed up, but I do know that that was the thing that, that the Broncos were were considering a move to Atlanta, and they decided to stay where they were so that they yeah. Atlanta got the expansion team. Um, I will say, yeah, that's that's funny as that's always been funny as hell to me that I'm I'm a native Atlantan, and I like the Broncos, and the Broncos were almost an Atlanta team. Wow, <laughs> I will say this: it would do the league no no favors if you move the Atlanta team out of Atlanta and you move the Denver team out of Denver. That would do the league no favors yeah. at all, none. So now, Mr. Br- uh, Mr. Curtis, let's talk about you for just a second. You, uh, you you don't have a team this season out of uh, many years of frustration with the Dallas Cowboys. Only team. Only, wait, I'm sorry, Ron. This is the only team I've ever seen had a loss so bad that it made the fan base cry on national television. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I know. They, 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 they it, lost it, it, so it, bad. They cried it, on national television. It made, it made them cry. Because I was like, you, you mother. But I, I remember, <laughs> I remember long before we started this podcast, and long before I knew you, Brandon, I remember Kurt just absolutely snapping on, on Facebook. And was he, he? He said he was done. He said he wanted to, I, he I wanted to throw something through the TV. I know exactly what rent you're talking about. Oh, I remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, Kurt, what do you, what are you going to do this this year? I mean, what are, are you looking for a different team? Are you just going to enjoy some football and not worry about it? I'm just going to enjoy some football and just watch, you know, certain things and. See if you know somebody piqued my interest. But right now, <laughs> I'm done with that damn Dallas Cowboys. I'm done. As you should. I would not. I would not raise my kids to be um, supporting fucking losers. <laughs> now, I'll I'll say this, and and maybe this is an outdated uh, opinion or whatever. But to me, even though they've won some games and done some some good shit since then, I think that. The Dallas Cowboys have not been the same since Jerry Jones got a case of the big heads and thought he could do better than Jimmy Johnson. I agree. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, He's the problem. Yeah. He's the problem. Yeah. yeah I mean, I I think. When his, son can, when his son can fully take over the team with no interference, I think they'll be better. Hey, look, check out, look at how the Raiders are flourishing now a little bit. Even though they still lose, look at how the Raiders are flourishing once, um, you know, Al Davis passed away. Look at how they flourish. I don't want the man to die. I just right. want to you know, just... <laughs> But no, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's one of, <laughs> it's one of them things. He ain't going I get, nowhere. Until, I get what you're saying, saying, Brandon. I, I, I just thought it was funny. Nowhere. Come on, man. It's just. Like, I ain't wish to on nobody either, but come on, man. You I know just what I'm saying? Like, to be in charge of the team no more. 
Yeah, but now, but you know, he ain't giving that up until he's just like he, he's he's one he's he's Vince McMahon of the NFL. He ain't giving right, that up. Right, until right. Right. Like you, you I wouldn't say me. I wouldn't say that because Vince McMahon has given up WWE because <laughs> he had to because he was yeah, in a yeah, scandal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, he, had, he, he didn't do that on his own will. No, you you know what's behind that. Absolutely, but but yeah, I'm done. I'm done with Dallas, man. I'm done. I'm gonna watch you know the season, see how it plays out. But yeah, I'm I'm done. Even if they win the Super Bowl, I'll say congratulations, but I won't celebrate. Yeah, I just, I just, I honestly feel like the 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 downward slide for them started well over twenty years ago, when, yeah. when you know Jerry Jones was, I guess, and I'm this is my view of it. Jerry Jones was like, wait a minute. Jimmy's getting all this praise. I did this. No, no, you didn't. Jimmy did it. You did the right thing by hiring Jimmy. You did the right thing there. Jimmy should have stayed. If Jimmy would have stayed, the Cowboys would have been the Chicago Bulls. They probably would have won three, four straight. Who's going to beat them? They won one at least three. Yeah, who who in the hell was going to beat him? But I I understand understand why he left, because he he was getting overruled, started getting overruled by Jerry Johnson, or Jerry Johnson, uh, Jerry Jones, and I'm out. Same reason why why Parcells left the Patriots. Yes. Because Jimmy Johnson changed the way people draft once he got to Dallas. Yep. Yes, absolutely. He changed changed the way people draft once he got to Dallas. But uh, you know, Jerry Jones is, is, is the downfall for all that. That's the reason they had won or been back to the Super Bowl since then because of him. Jerry yeah, that Jones. team, that, that team that won with Barry Switzer, that was Jimmy. That was Jimmy that Johnson's was Jimmy team. Johnson team. And you see Absolutely. what happened? What just a few seasons later, Switzer was gone. Yeah, and yeah. I will say this right now. Outside of me, it might be more more Cowboy current fans or former. But Dallas Cowboy fans are the most delusional fans in any sport. Absolutely. In the world. <laughs> every year. In the world. Every year. Shout every out to Michael. Every, every year we're going to Super Bowl. No, you fucking not. Shout out to Michael Irvin. I'm so mad that they didn't put Michael Irvin, Stephen A. Smith, and Shannon Sharp on one. Oh, my God. <laughs> every time when the Cowboys won, Michael Irvin getting on there sweating out his suit. <laughs> yeah. It lips, <laughs> lips like he got a bunch of flour on him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, you made too much money for your lips to be ashy like that. <laughs> it's called Carmax, dude. <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't know how I feel laughing at this. Oh. And y'all know why I'm saying that. <laughs> Boy. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, you man, on, you're, on, you're on TV right now. Oh, my God. Where the makeup artist says, hey, Mike, let me put some on your lips because they ashy as hell. They look oh, like flowers. Tell you one thing, that headline be crispy, boy. Yeah, but I'm like, crispy. That's on, that pro be on point. I hope you ain't wearing a toupee like Steve Hollywood back then. This is wrong with some people. This this kind of this kind of comes out of Oh, go ahead. You have a bunch of yes people around you, and you ain't got the no person. You need a no person. Like, hey, man, no, we're not doing that. No, you're not wearing that. Hey, dude, you look fucked up right now. Let's fix that. <laughs> man. But this Shout out to Michael Irvin, man. I love Michael Irvin. <laughs> this, this comes out of nowhere, but it, it relates to Michael Irvin. I think two of the most wild wide receivers that the NFL has ever seen was – Michael Irvin and Marvin Harrison. 
What what I mean by that is for for Michael Irvin, it was just you know fur coats, cocaine, and hookers. But yeah. Marvin Harrison is you look at him on the sidelines and you see the guy, you don't think anything. Marvin Harrison was like a fucking gang silent killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> silent killer, silent killer. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. Gee, woo, yeah. yeah, silent killer. Oh man! Well, and his son was just his son was just like him. Does it? Oh man! Yeah, I remember remember Nate Newton back in the day. Yep. yep. Look at Big Nate. Remember what, he was, remember what he was doing? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? You went in Super Bowls and, all, and you're running cocaine. Yep. All right, folks. I just got the message. And we. <laughs> I just got the message that we're coming up on two minutes, so let's go ahead and wrap it up before we get cut off like we did last time. Uh, Kurt, what you got to say before we get out of here? Um, enjoy this college football season. Get some good games on today, and enjoy NFL tomorrow. We have officially started. Um, let's go. Let's go Florida State today. All right, Brandon, what you got real quick? Uh, go Number one, go dogs. Um, number two, uh, uh, go Falcons. Damn right. Um, going down with the ship. And um, it's football season. And it's about to be basketball season here in about the next month. So, ladies, might as well just go and find something to do and just leave us the hell alone. <laughs> and, uh, and everybody have a good week and enjoy this football, man. Happy foot look, man, happy football season to everybody. Yeah. It's my favorite time. It's my favorite time of the year. Anybody ask what season I love, it's not fall, winter, spring, or summer. It's football season. So um, you know, I'm very excited. And I've got nothing to add to that. I echo what these two gentlemen said. Kurt, if you would, please send us out of here. Peace. Peace.